Well, round three is done. Some surprising results, some big wins, and a couple of teams that have got some questions posed of them. This is the moments that mattered. I'm Jack Heron alongside the great Derek Rucker. Ruck, let's jump straight into what we've seen here at Kudos Bank Arena. The Sydney Kings winning over the Perth Wildcats. They are four and one to start the season. Outstanding performance this weekend by the Sydney Kings. I didn't anticipate this start to the season for them, but they've gelled well, and that's full credit to their coach, Mahmoud Abdel Fattah. And sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly. That's correct. That was my first crack at it. <laughs> but look, this team looks really good after five games. They sit at four and one, and they had an opportunity to give that game away the other night and not be emotionally ready up in Brisbane. But they went in there very professionally, defeated them, and then today it was just a really strong win by the Sydney Kings in front of a great crowd. We know that Jalen Adams is one of the best players in the competition. We're well aware of that. Denzel Valentine coming in. We knew his capabilities. Talk to us about Jordan Hunter, though. Getting the starting big man opportunity this season has looked absolutely fantastic so far. Well, on Sunday afternoons now, he's gone for two 20-point games, yeah. and he's very, very underrated. I always felt that it was going to be his time this season to show what he's truly about, and you can see what he can do when given the opportunities. With Jordy, obviously, a lot of, it, a lot of his struggles have been health-related, but as long as he can stay healthy, the Sydney Kings have a, ver a very valuable piece that they can build around with a local big, and we've talked about the strength of their bench, and all those guys just help boost Jordy Hunter's value in this team. Earlier this afternoon, Melbourne United got the job done over the Brisbane Bullets at John Kane Arena. There was a point there where this looked like this was going to be a 30-plus margin. Would they be disappointed with the way that they perhaps didn't close the game out, Melbourne? Knowing Dean Vickerman, there's no doubt that they will be disappointed. There's nothing worse than blowing out a team and letting them get back into the game and perhaps think that the next time they play you, they've figured some things out and have a chance to make your life difficult. Melbourne did it today, and Sydney even did a bit of it against Brisbane the other night, which leads you to Brisbane. What's going on with them? Why are they able to play so well offensively once the game is, is out of touch? You know, They need to bring that earlier in the game and perhaps find themselves in front a little bit earlier. I, I want to ask you the question that a lot of Melbourne United fans ask consistently. <laughs> Why doesn't Chris Golding get more touches of the ball? Because we saw today, when he was the focal point of that offense, he was throwing flames and they were unstoppable. Well, this has been a point of discussion for several years. We know the level of shooter that Chris Golding is, how he can score the basketball, and he can do it a number of different ways. He can be a flamethrower, or he can be a consistent scorer over the duration of a game. I think this weekend we saw him playing very solid basketball. The shot distribution changed. Delavadova had been shooting a lot mm. coming into this round. Uh, in one game, I believe he even took 20 shots. But I thought this weekend was more an accurate representation of how Melbourne must distribute shots in order to be successful. Delhi was really good the other night. He went 6 of 10. Golding was like 7 of 17 in their victory out in Perth. And then today, Chris comes back with another strong performance. And I think he's your best shooter. He's got to take most of your shots. There's a couple of teams that really needed to have a win here in round three. The Southeast Melbourne Phoenix were one of them. It was hard work at John Kane Arena against the Jack Jumpers, but they found a way to get the job done, which for a group who's been struggling, I'd imagine that means the world to them. That's one of the best victories of the season, what Southeast Melbourne did last night. There was, there was no right for them to be in that game. Tasmania are the hottest team in the competition. They come in there with almost a full squad mm. ready to go. And Southeast Melbourne put a lineup together. Gorjak Gak, 
Big credit to you for getting out there for 16 minutes. Your skills weren't ready. You weren't ready to play high-level basketball. But he got out there, Jack, and he delivered something. He gave them 16 minutes of physical presence and a one-point game. Every little effort, every little rebound matters. Well done to the Phoenix. It's not going to get easier, but they should get Alan Williams at their disposal for round four, which is a really big inclusion for them, obviously. Well, they'll have, they'll have Brisbane Bullets coming to town, I believe, and that's, again, a, a very good matchup. Brisbane will have to find a way to lift themselves against a Southeast Melbourne team, and this is so indicative of this lead, the roller coaster. So Southeast Melbourne were on a high after we watched them beat Perth. Then they get some injuries. They go down to Illawarra and lose to Illawarra, and now they beat Tasmania. The yeah. league is just so up and down and so unpredictable. Every victory is so precarious, and now they've got an opportunity to really make a run now, Jack. The Saturday of round three might be remembered as the Trenton <laughs> Flowers breakout game, potentially. Had 23 points, shot the ball really, really well. Just on Trenton to start with, he came in here with aspirations of being a point guard. Now, he's only 18, so he can work on that. Do you think now he's understanding this wing role that CJ Bruton wants him to play? It's the perfect role for him. He shoots the ball pretty well for someone his age. He's got great size. But the thing, Jack, we saw his athleticism come into play. He was able to come off of screens, slash to the basket, get offensive rebounds, just go out and play uncaged and free and just kind of play a little bit wild. But yet he still has that stroke that I talked about. And he was able to knock down five threes yesterday, 23 points. Great output in the fourth quarter. And again, the next stars contribute to get big buckets when it matters most. So you think we'll see more of him in the Adelaide 36's rotation now? Oh, there's no doubt, especially if he can make a contribution on the defensive end. Now, look, they weren't playing against one of the best teams in the competition. But yet, as we mentioned, you got to go out there and beat everybody because everybody's dangerous. Now, we're only three episodes into the moments that mattered. But a lot of the two episodes and today have been dedicated to the Illawarra Hawks so yeah. far. Uh, you were pretty low on them in round one. You sung their praises a little in round two for some improved performance. What about round three? Oh, there, it's a down. I don't know what's going on down there, but that did not look like a team that's trending in the right direction. It's okay to lose games. This is going to happen throughout the course of the season, but it's how you lose. I mean, I thought the game down in Tasmania was really, really poor. It's hard in this competition to go down by 30 mm -hmm. points, no matter how good the opposition is. Usually teams find a way to battle and make a game of it, and I thought Illawarra and some of its key players dropped their heads the other night. Then in Adelaide backing up, a game where Adelaide was vulnerable, and if they were to come out and play with discipline and play with a moderate level of skill, they could have run away with that game. Instead, they folded, and now you've got to wonder where it's all headed down there. Are they the biggest disappointment of the season so far in your eyes? I told my friends that I thought they were going to be a significant improver. I thought they would get off the bottom of the ladder this season, Jack. I thought the way they had recruited, the size they had, and with Justin Robinson, Tyler Harvey, and Gary Clark as your three imports, I thought just from those guys alone, they would be in play-in contention. Mm. Now, they were proving me very, very wrong, <laughs> and I Not have just to wear you, that. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people thought they'd be improvers this year. And I'm still undecided on Justin Robinson, so he's been up and down, but he's really got to find a steady point and be the, be the guy, be the leader in that team because I think that's what everyone expects of him. And if he can find that right sweet spot as, as creator, scorer, leader, 
that will lift everyone else. But I think it ultimately, unfairly, comes down to him. As always, we finish off the moments that mattered with thumbs up and thumbs down. Um, you were just on the negative there. So why don't we go to the positives? Sure. Let's go thumbs up. Who are you giving me a thumbs up to for the weekend? Thumbs up's got to go to the Sydney Kings. Once again, they looked very clean. I like the way they handled their business. My big question mark for them was, was their coach going to be able to adjust to this league and understand what it took to coach a team in this competition? I mentioned it many times before. This league is much different than other competitions around the world. We play at a pace. We play at a style. The Australian sporting culture is unlike any other around the world. But, Jack, after five games, they're 4-1, and one, and it looks like he knows what he's doing. I'm going to go slightly niche, if that's okay, with my okay. thumbs up. Late in the game, on the line, Tasmania will want to play through Milton Doyle, obviously. He, he's their game winner. As good as Jordan Crawford was, they want Milton Doyle to be the man who gets them over the line. I thought Craig Moller's job on Milton Doyle mm. in the fourth quarter, a lot of it will go unnoticed, but I feel like it had a big say in the result. Craig Moeller is a vital piece for Southeast Melbourne, and perhaps the organization, perhaps the fans didn't anticipate that being the case with the other signings they had, but he, again, is a very professional guy. He knows what it takes. He's had some hardships with his injuries. Otherwise, he may not even be in this mm. competition. He could still be over in Asia playing. He is a handy basketball player, and you're right. He definitely deserves a thumbs up because, again, he was probably another person who wasn't feeling well coming off of a sickness himself. Thumbs down? Thumbs down. I don't want to beat up Illawarra, so I'm going to go away from them. I'm going to go to the Brisbane Bullets. It was a disappointing weekend, and we saw what they experienced, and we feel for them. Uh, we empathize with their situation, but yet there was some merit to it. Yep. And now, in the stroke of that emotional outburst, the fortunes of the season, Jack, has changed. They're now sitting at two and three, I believe. Yep. Um, in that Cairns game, if they win that game, they could have been at three and zero oh with a full squad. Now they're two and three, flying back from Melbourne after a pretty unimpressive weekend. And now it's up to Justin Schuler to figure out a way to keep that team together, to keep the belief in what he's trying to do as a coach strong amongst the group, and they've got some challenges in front of them. Uh, I'm going to give my thumbs down to the Perth Wildcats, who we just saw here at Kudos Bank Arena. This was a weekend to learn a bit about them by hosting Melbourne and then coming to Sydney. They're two of the best teams in the competition. They had their chances to win Friday night and didn't. Didn't close mm. out, didn't execute offensively, and today at times it looked pretty good, but I think it's fair to say at times today it looked pretty ordinary as well. Well, it wasn't too dissimilar to the game we saw them play against the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, where if they were taking care of their business, shown a bit more discipline, shown a bit more emotional control, maybe they get away with one of those two games. Yep. But now they walk away. They don't look like they're a good road team. And this is something that Perth has always been renowned for when they're winning championships. They travel well. They defend well no matter where they are. Obviously, John really has got a different approach to how they want to get things done. But something's got to change in order for them to play winning basketball. You can leave us your thoughts. Hashtag NBL24 on social media. Tell us your thumbs up and thumbs down from the weekend. Derek, as always, great to see you. I think we're back here next Sunday, aren't we? We certainly are, and I look forward to a big blockbuster. Sydney and Tasmania. Cannot wait. Thanks for being with us on the Moments That Mattered.